letter seven of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter seven lady barton to miss cleveland dublin indeed my dear fanny your last letter has hurt me sensibly i cannot express the tender concern i feel for your sufferings yet with that frankness we both so much admire i will confess that i am on this occasion conscious of the force of rochenfalt's selfish maxim in the distresses of our best friends we find something that does not displease us horrid adage yet how true when i cannot help rejoicing that i have never felt the passion of love in the extreme that you seem to do i have ever thought that love like friendship could only be founded on the amiable qualities of its object and that with them it must because it ought decay how often have you and i laughed at the persevering passion of miss b when we knew that lord m despised her but the little tyrant has taken ample vengeance upon you heaven shield me from his resentment i am however far from doubting lord hume's constancy or love to my sweet fanny and my opinion is founded on your charms rather than his merits yet grant him to be all you can wish surely it is a miserable state to have our happiness so totally dependent upon any human being that our not hearing from them for a few days or weeks shall render us totally wretched and create such a fever in the mind as you describe and i tremble at heavens what a wretch should i be were i possessed of this tormenting passion i am certain sir william has no more idea of it than of a sixth sense however would the roughness and asperity of his manners which are now scarce sufferable then wound me to the heart rejoice with me my fanny at what not at my want of sensibility for sure i think not even you have more and can i be delighted then at not having found in sir william an object to awaken it oh no i fear i ought rather to lament than exult in my present torpid state but still i have a subject for my tenderness my much-loved dearest sister come to me then my fanny and i will soothe your sorrow will listen to your soft complainings and share each pang that wounds your gentle heart 
i was alarmed at the first part of your last letter your treating the distresses i went through ludicrously was not like my fanny and when we stray so far out of ourselves there must be some particular cause which we would wish to conceal that occasions are acting or speaking out of character you were unhappy and did not wish that i should know it but let not even that sort of pious fraud be ever practised between us more you may write freely your letters are sacred no eye but my own will ever see them sir william is satisfied with our correspondence and says he is sure we shall both be tired of it in three months i will venture to say he is mistaken in us both and so my brother is a stricken deer also and is setting off on a wild goose chase after miss colville surely two victims to love in one family are quite sufficient and don cupid will i flatter myself let the third go free fantastic tyrant of the amorous heart how hard thy yoke how cruel is thy dart though scape the anger who refuse thy sway and those are punished most who most obey for heaven's sake fanny if you have not by this time received a volume of billet doux from lord whom get up your spirits break at once into open rebellion against him and the little pure blind deity fly to me and try whether a hiberian swain cannot make you amends for his loss i am persuaded that it is possible to shake off an ill-placed affection but i am afraid by saying so i may offend you however i shall let the sentiment pass since tis written and you are welcome to make as free with it as you please and perhaps may say with the philosopher boyle that to undertake the cure of a lover is perhaps the next weakness to that of being one i perceive myself falling into the very error which i reprehend in you that of affecting to treat your distresses lightly but believe me my fanny that i lay restraint on myself in doing so and feel them not the less cheerfulness and dissipation are the only remedies for a wounded mind and if i can make you smile even at my folly my end will be answered you will i dare say discover that this letter has been written at different areas morning visitors are a pest that rages in all cities but is i think more violent here than any place i ever was in except bath there is some excuse for this intemperate desire of gadding there as the use of the waters forbids all sedentary amusements 
and a game of neighbor i come to torment you may be conductive to health but here without temptation or excuse the ladies make it a rule to pass their mornings in any one's house but their own and would almost persuade one that they can neither read write work housewife or pray exclusive of this grand mal i like the people and country extremely there is an air of freedom cheerfulness and affability that runs through all the better sort of men and women and inclines you to like them even at first sight rien qui jean rien serre we may be allowed to speak of a people in this language who seem to resemble the french more than any of their nearer neighbors the old irish families still themselves milesians from milesius a spaniard who brought over a colony of his countrymen to people the island but i should think from their manners as i hinted at before that they were originally derived rather from the french i hate all national reflections but they seem not to have anything of the spanish character among them the court which is called the castle here is extremely agreeable as well as brilliant both in beauty and finery it abounds particularly with the former i think i never saw so many handsome women together in any place as i have seen here on a ball night beauty is not however so general in this kingdom as in england it is chiefly confined to the higher ranks of life while there i have observed that it was most frequently met with in the middling and lower classes i have run this letter into such an extravagant length that though i am very well inclined to proceed in the picturesque style and give you an idea of lord lucan and gross which is certainly as much as i can venture to pretend to at present i find my paper has circumcised me with the limits of the smallest miniature and as my art cannot yet rise to the nicer touches requisite to that small scale i shall begin his portrait on a new sheet next post in the meantime this will barely allow me to assure you that my affection and tenderness are if possible increased by the unhappiness of my ever dear fanny louisa barton miss leicester is highly pleased with the title you have given her and says she will charge all her poetic swains to celebrate her henceforward by the name of iris end of letter seven recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c